Tigers on Cage. Shoots his goal! Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers, Bob Ridley. Tigers players, Tigers alumni, and insiders across the WHL. Here's your host, Jesse and Lance. Seven weeks long, but the Medicine Hat Tigers finally break the losing streak, get back into the win column over this past weekend. Welcome inside Tigers Uncaged, powered by our friends at South Country Co-op. No Jesse this week, you're just stuck with me. I'm Lance Dahl, and uh, man, it's about time. It has been a a difficult losing streak, to say the least. And I I think when we look at what this team has done during those 16 games, so often we can point to a bounce here or a bounce there as being difference makers of whether or not the streak would continue. I mean, there was a handful of games within those 16 games that went to overtime, a lot of one-goal games as well that weren't in extra time. But uh, so many different situations that the Tigers were faced with, and it just seemed like they were consistently, through one way, shape, or form or another, getting on the wrong end of the scoreline. But that's no more. They break the losing streak in Red Deer with a 4-3 shootout win come from behind, might I add. Ashton Furster scoring with a minute and a half left in the third period back on Saturday in Red Deer, pushing the game to overtime, which went back and forth both ways, ends up in a shootout, and the Tigers leave the PV Mart Centrium in Red Deer for three winners. Now looking forward to a big home-and-home this weekend, trying to uh, generate some more positive momentum before the Christmas break after Saturday night's game uh, against the Lethbridge Hurricanes at Co-op Place. It is that home-and-home home with Lethbridge, and we'll get into that a little bit with the interim play-by-play voice of the Medicine Hat Tigers, Scott Roblin. He'll stop by. And, of course, last week, not one but two different drafts went down as there was the U.S. Priority Draft and the WHL Bantam Draft, both happening last week. So we have got the Director of Player Personnel for the Medicine Hat Tigers, Bobby Fox, joining us in segment number two to dive into what he thought of the drafts, what he likes about the players that uh, they've now brought in, and there are quite a few of them. And uh, we'll, we'll try and get through as many players as we can with Bobby Fox a little later on. But Scott Roblin coming up next. Come on. Check it out. Tigers Uncaged is powered by South Country Co-op. Tigers! More roar in a minute. When it comes to your choice of beverage, you have your favorites. And when it comes to the place you get your beverages from, Co-op Liquor Stores is the favorite. They carry a huge selection of wine, spirits, local and world beers. Stick to what you love or try something new. Co-op Liquor Stores in Crescent Heights, 13th Avenue, Redcliffe, Dunmore and Strachan Road. All open seven days a week. South Country Co-op. Proudly serving the community for over 60 years. You're at home here. We've been part of the farming community for generations. Planning. Advising. Getting our boots dirty. Helping farmers thrive and enhance their land. This is core to what we do because we believe that each crop should be grown with precision, grown with care, and grown with purpose. We are a different kind of business. We are building a legacy. We are South Country Co-op. Tigers Uncaged. Let's go! Powered by South Country Co-op. Here's your host. And I reveal myself to you all here. Jesse and Lance. Behold! Tigers Uncaged, powered by South Country Co-op. Shout out to them for uh, jumping in on a full year of Tigers Uncaged. And uh, the streak finally over 16 games. 
but they have now got back in the win column, the Tigers do, and uh, joined by the interim play-by-play voice for the Tigers, Scott Roblin. Scotty, uh, 16, finally gone. Um, I don't know if there's even excitement at that point, or is it relief when the Tigers win in over, or in a shootout, rather, against the Rebels? Uh, yeah, I'd say probably relief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just being around the team after they picked up that victory up in Red Deer, um, it was funny as Liam Keeler was coming in with the last shootout attempt for Red Deer. Medicine Hat's already up a goal with Lucas Vakovsky scoring. And the players on the bench are like jumping up and down because all they need yeah. is a stop, a save, and Keeler puts it wide. And I, in my time covering the Tigers, don't think I've ever seen a bigger celebration than when they finally picked up this victory. And, you know, you talk to the players and. They have said, you know, we're staying positive. We're not really focusing on the streak. But you know in the back of their minds, it's it, it was starting to creep in, uh, especially over the last couple of weeks as it's hit double digits. And uh, the fact that they pick up a victory, don't have to worry about questions about the streak going into the holiday break, um, I think was big for this team. And it was a game, you know, the Tigers necessarily weren't the better team in it, but I think that was one game where just the bounces came their way. Finally, they're able to capitalize with the goalie pulled, uh, which they hadn't done the previous two games in Brandon and uh, Regina as well. And uh, they were able to get that uh, that big goal by Ashton Furster with a minute 26 left, tipped in front. And overtime was wild. It was back and forth. There were breakaway opportunities, both ends of the ice. Garen Bjorklund came up with some monster saves for mm-hmm. the Tigers down the stretch. And then in the shootout, it was their biggest star stepping up in Svekovsky scoring. So um, it was the pieces stepping up and the players stepping up when they needed it. And uh, that was a, a much more pleasant bus ride home, I would say. A yeah. very celebratory atmosphere. When you look back on the regular season, it's just game 25 of a regular season. But with everything on the line and everything the Tigers have gone through, um, it was very, very cool to see them finally being able to exhale and celebrate. And it's not outside the realm of possibility to continue the winning way really because so often within that 16-game losing streak, you and I had talked about how they were close, and it it was almost like it would be easier to explain if they were losing 8-1 every single night because you'd be able to understand what it is that's going wrong. But uh, when we were watching during that uh, losing streak, it was like they're so close, they're just missing a bounce here or there. But uh, the one thing maybe that they hadn't done in the past that they were able to do against Red Deer was find a third-period comeback. It says so often... Uh, throughout those games, as the streak wore on, you saw the team kind of deflate a little bit, and understandably so, when they would start to trail because it's just almost a, oh, here we go again type situation. But Ashton Furster has really found his spots within this organization and his role and uh, and is playing some of the best hockey that uh, maybe he's ever played considering the the competition he's now up against night in and night out. Yeah, he's a player over the course of the streak that has really stepped up for the Tigers and has really... You know, the worst thing you can have when you're a team, especially a young team, is players who don't settle into a role Mm -hmm. and don't identify with a role on the team. You don't have to be a Lucas Fajkowski scoring a point a game and being uh, on the wall on the power play, but you at least have to have a role and know what your responsibilities are on the team. And Ashton Furster is a prime example of that. He has found a spot on the power play parked in front of the net being a big meanie. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> big meanie. during like five-on-five play, he's a guy who will crash the net will pick up rebounds, go to the dirty areas in fronts just to try and get goals. You know, Ashton Furster, uh, I'm thinking back to his goals. He might have one goal that hasn't come within three feet of the net this mm-hmm. year. Uh, pretty much all of his goals are coming within the crease, but he's a player on the team who can afford to do that because he's got that big six foot four frame and he is 
finally being able to use it. At the start of the season, it was him trying to find his place on this team, I think, a little bit. And, you know, to, to be honest, going back to last year, he's had a bit of a stunted development because he got injured halfway through last season and didn't return. Yeah. So um, this has really been a, a learning experience for him, as, as it has been for a lot of Tigers players. And I think it's been very encouraging for the coaching staff to say, we know what Ashton Furster is. We can put him in front of the net on our top power play units, whether that's him tipping pucks from the point or getting feeds from below the goal line just to whack at it in front of the net or take away the goalie's eyes on on shots off the wall. Um, He's so versatile in what he's able to do. And he's got the skill as well to show up on the score sheet. You know, Mm -hmm. he's not just a guy who's big for nothing and stands in front of the net and that's the end of his skill set. He's got a good shot. He's got that physicality, and he his foot speed is actually not too bad for a guy who's six foot four. So I think he's really been able to find a place and find a home on this Tigers team, and uh, being able to contribute not only on special teams but five on five as well. So often we talk about effective net front presence and and not just being in the space but being active within it and. Uh, when when you look at guys that you want to drag you into the fight earlier in the season, you didn't see that from action as much, but he's really seemed to have settled into that role and, and is dragging guys into those dirty areas, which is super important. Uh, th- there's obviously a lot to get to, and uh, we were uh, going to chat. We are going to chat, actually, that is, with the director of player personnel, Bobby Fox, about the two drafts that they just had, not only the prospects draft, but the, uh, I was going to call it a bantam draft, and I probably will to Bobby because I'm, I'm so bad at, <laughs> at saying bantam, but it's technically not anymore. But between that and the U.S. Uh, selection draft as well, you, you kind of look at what this team is now building in this 06 draft class uh, with Tomas Mersic being at the top, and uh, they get another goalie from Brandon in the second round with two picks there. Uh, they go to Delta Hockey Academy twice. There's a lot to like within the draft. What did you see? I really like their 06 draft class. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look at um, Tomas Mersic as a player who can become a quality top six player for the Tigers, um, maybe even as soon as next year in a second line role. Now, again, that's a lot of expectation for a guy who has never played a WHL game at this point. Um, for Tigers fans, if you're able to get out on Saturday nights, it it's likely Thomas Mercik is going to play his first home yeah. game for the Tigers this weekend. Um, he's going to be in the lineup against Lethbridge on the road on Friday, but if you want a chance to see what the next wave of the Tigers is going to look like, uh, Saturday is going to be an awesome opportunity for that. Um, from the video I've seen, he's just a guy who has great hockey sense, great hockey IQ, um, knows where to be to receive passes. I mm-hmm. mean, he's um, you know got close to 30 goals playing with Delta Hockey Academy in 16 games this yeah. year. Um, but also is a guy who can drive play, and I think that's big for the Tigers on having at least one guy per line who can really, like you said, drag the team into the fight and uh, coming across the blue line with speed and being able to use that effectively. So I think Thomas Mersick is going to be a really, really exciting player for the Tigers. And then uh, you talk about their second rounders, uh, Diego Budazzoni, uh, who's another really highly offensively skilled player. What and, a name. And it's going to be a name that is going to be the most fun to say ever. <laughs> Absolutely um, incredible. And Ethan McCallum is an interesting, interesting goalie prospect um, because you look at his wins-loss record, and that, obviously that doesn't paint the whole picture, mm-hmm. but he's playing on a Notre Dame Hounds team that's quite honestly isn't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's got like a save percentage above 920, I believe, maybe even close to 930. Wow. He's a goaltender who is really keeping his team in games, and that was really exhibited at the WHL Cup, which I think is the big reason why the Tigers took Ethan McCallum so high in this draft, 
is because with Team Manitoba, who didn't really make a ton of noise at the tournament, he was named uh, to the tournament all-star team right. and played quite well in uh, the, the few games that he did play at the WHL Cup. So, and, and on top of that, the Tigers in the U.S. priority draft selected with their first pick, um, Ben Vadis. Mm-hmm. And this is a fascinating player. Um, he comes out of the, uh, the Phoenix area uh, with the Junior Coyotes. And he is a goaltender that I've been told by team staff and, and a few scouts, those type of things, to be projected in his 06 class as the third or fourth best goaltender in the United States. He's a netminder who is going to be one of the top goaltenders of his 06 draft year. The question is whether he decides to go the WHL route or he gets snatched up by the National Development Program. Right. So, I think I got an email, by the way. I apologize for that. So <laughs> it is going to be really interesting to see what happens with him. You know, for the Tigers, they, they pick up Vadis and they have his rights now. So um, it's just about trying to attract him here. And it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a um, you know, a, a big swing for the Tigers. And mm-hmm. if they can get him, then great. But I think also drafting Ethan McCallum gives them a bit of a backup plan for their 06 class down the road that they have another goaltender that they could possibly lean on. A lot to like out of the entire 06 class. A lot of diversity and, and a mix of forwards, defensemen, goaltending, size, and and speed and skill and and just seemingly uh, a very diverse group which uh, maybe we hadn't seen the last couple of of classes when you maybe look back to some other years and you see the the ages that are still the same uh, and and those players that are very similar as well Um, I always look back to to a draft like Teague Patton's draft and uh, maybe they have a, a couple players that look very similar but even then, when you start to break down their skill sets now with the Tigers, uh, they're starting to carve out their own roles. So that's what's super interesting about it all. Well, and obviously not everybody who's drafted in a draft class is going to make the WHL. But usually when we look at draft classes for the Tigers, it's you go back to the Cole Sillinger year and mm-hmm. you say, OK, this is mostly a forward heavy draft class. Now, you did, did get Drew Krebs in that draft as well. And then you look at um, Reed Andreessen's class and you go, OK, they leaned a bit more defensively. The Tigers for this year, they choose a forward with their top pick, which I thought they were going to do. But then they also go out and get a couple of highly ranked goaltenders in Mm -hmm. both of those drafts. They add some defenders kind of in the mid-rounds as well. Um, So I think it's a pretty well-balanced draft class. Um, Look, most of these players, aside from Mersek, are years away from playing for Medicine Hat. But I think early indications show that this has the potential to be a very strong draft class for Medicine Hat. Now the Tigers' uh, final weekend before the Christmas break, and it's a home-and-home with the Lethbridge Hurricanes, which might come at a good time for the Tigers, considering uh, they're on the heels of of that win that we had mentioned earlier. But uh, I couldn't help but also think, man, wouldn't it be nice to maybe get the Edmonton Oil Kings right now? And uh, without four of their players, I think, or or something in that neighborhood, they're wildly undermanned right now with World Juniors. But uh, home and home with the Lethbridge Hurricanes, does it does it seem like the the vibe maybe has changed around this club that uh, that this could be a big weekend for them? I think it's definitely a little more loose now that this is this losing streak is done. I mean that's been the biggest storyline of the past um, you know close to two months for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is going to be a bit more of a loose atmosphere and you can just focus on the next game and you don't have this cloud hanging over you of sixteen straight losses. Now I think for the Tigers. You have to build on the momentum from Saturday night. It wasn't a perfect game for the Tigers, and they had a lot of defensive deficiencies in that game. But 
you got the two points. So you have to build up on top of this, especially going into this weekend, because these are your last two games for 10 days. Mm -hmm. So this is your opportunity to put together a bit of, like, how much does the narrative change if the Tigers win both of these games, sweep, and then go into the Christmas break winners of three straight? Especially with how the Central Division is, Mm -hmm. it changes a lot, really. Now, on the flip side, the Tigers could be building momentum, win three straight, and then... Our, the momentum just hits a wall with right. with the holiday break. So, you know, I'm not saying the Tigers are going to go for the sweep here. Um, obviously, they'd like to, but um, they did not come out with a great effort against the Lethbridge Hurricanes the last time these two teams faced off against each other. One thing, even backtracking to the draft, which I'm really excited to see, um, Tomas Mercik likely to make his debut against the yeah. Hurricanes. On the other side is Miguel Marquez, his line mates with Delta Hockey Academy. Right. They are going to go at each other for the first time in what could be a rivalry of these line mates for years to come in the yeah. Highway 3 rivalry. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, look, this is the opportunity to get momentum and being able to build on something for the Tigers, which you can build on individual games and individual performances, but if you don't come out with the two points, how much can you really build on yeah. if you're Medicine Hat? So this is a great opportunity for them to say, hey, that streak is in the past. Do not have to deal with it anymore. Focus on these next two games. Obviously, you don't want to be thinking too far ahead. You don't want to be thinking about uh, mashed potatoes and, and <laughs> stuffing and turkey dinner in a couple, right. in a week or two. But you have to think about these next two games saying, we are just taking these games as they are mm-hmm. because this is our last chance to pick up uh, points before the break. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a very key weekend. And like you mentioned, seeing Miguel Marquez, who gets drafted, and then within 24 hours essentially Crazy. is signed, flown out to Lethbridge, and gets in the lineup. Uh, wild story with him and seeing how he and Mercic are kind of going to go head-to-head for the for the foreseeable future at least is is very cool as well. So uh, so we'll look forward to that. Scott Robin will have the call. 6.45 pregame show from Lethbridge on Friday night. 6.30 pregame coming Saturday at uh, Co-op Place when the Lethbridge Hurricanes are visiting. Medicine Hats. And uh, on the way, Director of Player Personnel Bobby Fox stops by. More Hockey Talk on the way with Tigers Uncaged. Powered by South Country Co-op. For over 60 years, South Country Co-op has been part of our community. Families gathering around the table to talk about their day, share stories, laugh together, and just be there for one another. The meal on the table that brings families together is from South Country Co-op. Fresh local ingredients on amazing deals for you every single week. And their app gets you access to their flyer, locations, hours, and more. South Country Co-op proudly serving the community for over 60 years. You're at home here. If we asked your car how it felt, it wouldn't respond. It's a car. But if we added some magical pixie dust and then asked, it still wouldn't answer. That only happens in the movies. But if we ask how you felt about having to fill your car, you'd probably say, I wish I got something out of it. Well, co-op members earn money on every liter filled at co-op gas bars. Fill up today on Strachan Road, 13th Avenue, Maple Avenue, Northlands, Redcliffe, Eagle Butte, and Dunmore, and Oyen. South Country Co-op proudly serving the community for over 60 years. You're at home here. The talk of Tigertown. Great moments are born and great opportunities. Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance, powered by South Country Co-op. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by our friends over at South Country Co-op. No Jesse this week, just myself, but uh, thrilled to be joined by the Director of Player Personnel for the Medicine Hat Tigers, Bobby Fox. Bobby, it's been a busy week and a half, and uh, 
And I guess you don't really get any rest because there's just more on the way. But uh, you got to be pretty happy with the job that uh, you and your crew have done over the last little bit with the uh, U.S. and the WHL Bantam draft. Yeah, it's a different year. December draft, uh, you know, with COVID, uh, limited limited couple months to see guys. So our staff uh, worked uh, really hard and were diligent and, and seeing everybody. And no, I'm really uh, happy with their efforts. How difficult was it? And I can only imagine how hard the answer or the question is to answer rather, but how hard was it to really get a a solid evaluation on this class, both south of the border and here in Canada, considering the, the hoops that people were jumping through all year? Well, it was a lot of, lot of travel, a lot of time on the road to see these guys. It it, it was interesting. So uh, I, I don't know, what is it? Seven months passed. There's, it's a lot of growth, physical growth, uh, development for these players in that time frame uh, versus you know the normal May draft when they're when they're 14. I think in general you got to see a little bit more of what you think they're going to be at the next level. Uh, obviously, you know they're still 15 year old kids, so and you're still trying to project what they're going to be at 18, 19 years old. So there's the difficulty in that. But uh, no, it was. It was a it was a fun process and uh, a little bit different, but I I think in general I think our scouts are are looking forward to getting back to a normal schedule and getting back to the main draft. Yes, certainly. Well, let's take a look at uh, how things broke down for you in the prospects draft from from the Canadian side of things, and you had seven picks in the first five rounds and uh, a, a couple players coming out of the Delta Hockey Academy, obviously the first-round pick, uh, Tomas Mersic. Uh, what could, did you see about his game that, that really elevated him into that priority spot for you at number eight overall? Uh, well, we put a priority on hockey sense, hockey IQ. This is uh, a really smart player, dynamic offensively. Um, I guess, you know, I don't want to put any unfair expectation on him, but, you know, when we talk about him, we talk about a guy that scores easy. <laughs> Um, his his shot is uh, you know ridiculous. He has a quick release. Um, no, we're really excited about this guy. He's going to be uh, a really fun player to watch. And uh, he's actually going to be able to get in the lineup by the sounds of things uh, this weekend in the home and home against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. How important is that? Do you think to uh, to kind of bring that guy in and, and immerse them at such a young age to what the organization's all about? Well, I think the in general we want to prepare them as much as we can uh, to, to step in next year. So uh, we really feel, you know, we're, you know, you bring him in for a week of practice. He gets to see what a day-to-day life of a, a Western Hockey League player is, how hard they work, the schedule, uh, the workouts, and, uh, you know, and then the pace of play when he gets in there. And uh, the only way you can, you can do that is uh, to kind of throw him into the fire and, uh but he's going to adapt really well. Uh, but again, the, the whole process is let's, let's get him as ready as we can for next year. When you look at intangibles among different players, you can't teach six foot five, and that's what Caden Lindstrom offers also out of the Delta Hockey Academy. Able to get him in the third round with uh, one of your two picks in that third. Uh, obviously, the size is a massive um, advantage for Lindstrom and something that I'm sure I was catching a lot of different teams eyes what made you uh, feel like the time was right at the 54th overall pick with him yeah you, you couldn't you couldn't leave him on the board any longer uh, he's a big man and he can move um, I, I think that you know it was, we got him a really good value um, 
you know, there's there's a, there's a bunch of things that come into effect of you know why a guy gets uh, you know dropped to the third round, especially a caliber guy like Caden. He's he is a talent. He's gonna be you know fans are gonna you know love. They're gonna appreciate what he can bring. Like guys play a lot bigger when he's on the ice. I can tell you that. But he's he's not just a, a big man there. He's gonna put up numbers. He's he's gonna be a physical presence and uh, he's gonna be hard to handle. Uh, in all three zones. When you talk about value, Bobby, and I think we see a lot, especially now across the league, but I think the Tigers were really on the edge of this where you're able to find value in later rounds. Uh, this year, a little bit different because you had so many in the first five rounds of the draft. But uh, but when you have those those guys that you mentioned that you see have, have value in those in those mid to, to late round picks, I mean, that's really the separator of, of good and great WHL teams and organizations in the long run, isn't it? Yeah, we, we, we hope that we can put the best list possible. Um, and we believe that, you know, we can take some guys because we are a destination. We feel we're the, we're an excellent place for players to develop and we can recruit guys. So, um, Every kid has options nowadays, but uh, we just feel that we can we can be the best option for these guys. So when we're putting our list together, we we want to which we which guys are going to be the best Tigers and which guys are going to going to help us win in the future. And it is a projection, and you know we just we we just got to do the best best job we can as a staff and and figuring out uh, where guys will fit in. And like you mentioned, it's not easy because you're you're looking at 15 year old players and trying to project in the you know peak growth phases of their lives where they're going to end up. But uh, but we mentioned you had two picks in the third round. You also had two picks though in the second round of that draft. And uh, Diego Budazzoni might be on the all time Tigers name list already. Uh, I don't know that you're going to find many that are better than Diego Budazzoni, but outside of the name, also a player that seems to flash a lot of skill and uh, and has a pretty solid IQ. No? Oh, absolutely. Like uh, I, I told Willie, like you're going to love the way this guy plays. Uh, I think in general, I think he's the top 15 year old scorer or right up there in the CSSHL right now too, and he plays in a hard division out out west there. Uh, you know, there's not really an easy game out there. So for him to be putting up like two points a game in uh, U18 is pretty impressive. But he's a he also competes. He buzzes out there. He he's first into corners to get pucks. Uh, he has really good vision, and and he can also he also can finish finish plays off too. So he's he's an offensive threat, and but you won't be shortchanged by his effort on the back check, anything like that. So. Um, he he is a Willie Desjardins type of player. I know you're a little tight on time, Bobby. Want to get one more in before I let you go. Uh, goaltender Ethan McCallum, you take him in the second round out of the Notre Dame Hounds, of course, the famed program there, Brandon Manitoba native, and has quite a, a solid resume already at such a young age. Oh, absolutely. Like his stats don't lie. He's, he's uh, well over a 900 save percentage everywhere he's, he's played. I think it's interesting. He's a guy that... Uh, you know, if the draft is last year, uh, he's not six two. He's not six two hundred eighty pounds. Getting and continue. I think he's. I think he's almost getting to six three now. But uh, he was. He was a smaller player that hit a growth spurt over the summer, and 
he's he's always been a a goalie that was on the radar, but uh, obviously the size always helps. And he had a really strong WHL Cup. He was the the name to the all all star team along with uh, Tomas uh, for that WHL Cup. So. Uh, we were uh, very fortunate to to get him. We think he's going to be a goalie of the future. I imagine when uh, when you drafted McCallum uh, in with your second pick in that second round, goaltender consultant Matty Wong was given a big fist pump. He's uh, he's got to be excited about that. Bobby, uh, never enough time because I I could completely go full hockey nerd and we could get right into absolutely everything, but uh, just not enough time today. Uh, we'll have to get you back on again soon and chop this up a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Lance. Anytime. More Tigers uncaged in seconds. That's how winning is done. Powered by South Country Co-op. When it comes to washing your ride, the most important thing is... Water pressure. Without it, dirt, bugs, birds, business, and everything else stays on. Thankfully, South Country Co-op Extreme Car Wash has the... Water pressure. State-of-the-art laser touchless car wash from South Country Co-op. Four locations, Maple Avenue, Northlands, Crescent Heights, and Strachan Road. This is your best wash. This is Extreme touchless car wash from South Country Co-op. You're at home here. Water pressure. For over 60 years, South Country Co-op has been part of our community. Families gathering around the table to talk about their day, share stories, laugh together, and just be there for one another. The meal on the table that brings families together is from South Country Co-op. Fresh local ingredients on amazing deals for you every single week. And their app gets you access to their flyer, locations, hours, and more. South Country Co-op proudly serving the community for over 60 years. You're at home here. Jesse and Lance are back with more Tigers Uncaged. Fast and fearless, baby. Here we go. Powered by South Country Co-op. Wrapping up another episode of Tigers Uncaged, powered by South Country Co-op. And uh, it's going to be an interesting one this weekend. Home and homes with Lethbridge always are tight. And I would expect this to be no different. See if the Tigers can't get some positive momentum as they uh, head into the Christmas break. After this weekend, won't be back at it until December 28th in Calgary as they'll take on the Hitmen. And so a little bit of time here, a little bit of an opportunity as well for the Tigers to string some wins together. If they even split this weekend, that's two of your last three that you've won heading into Christmas can kind of reset and come back in the second half of the season uh, real, real strong. So be interested to see how things shake out this weekend. Also curious to see the battle between Tomas Mersic and the Hurricanes' Miguel Marquez, the First round picks out of this past week's WHL Bantam draft, both out of the Delta Hockey Academy. They're actually line mates back in Delta and now will face off against one another for the first time in the Western Hockey League this weekend. Got to say thank you to interim play-by-play voice of the Tiger Scott Roblin and the director of player personnel, Bobby Fox, for stopping by this week. No episode coming next week with the Christmas break. We'll be back at it, I do believe, We plan to have another episode before the end of the year, expected to drop on uh, New Year's Eve. Till then, Merry Christmas, enjoy your holidays, and we'll be back in a couple weeks with more Tigers Uncaged, powered by South Country Co-op. This has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by South Country Co-op. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season. (laughs) 